0: Welcome to the Ship Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, July sixteenth. I'm your host, Mike Maharing. Thanks for tuning in. So, when you were a little kid, did you ever make up a story? You know, maybe it was based on something that actually happened, but you embellished it, or maybe you just made it up completely, and then. The story starts to fall apart. You know, people notice little inconsistencies in what you're saying, or, you know, maybe somebody who was there starts calling you out. But being a little kid, you're going to stick to your story. Like, you're going to hold on to that story for dear life. I distinctly remember doing this with my friends, trying desperately to convince them that my story was true. You know, I think at some point I almost convinced myself. That it was true. That's pretty much where Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell seems to be right now. He's made up this transitory inflation story, and by God, he's sticking to it. Unfortunately for Powell, the data is calling him out. So this week, we got the June Consumer Price Index data, and for the sixth month in a row, it came in way hotter than any of the experts projected. The CPI surged 0.9% month-on-month in June. It was the biggest monthly price increase of the year, blowing away expectations of a 0.5% increase. Now, stop and think about that number for a minute. Prices rose nearly 1% in a single month. The headline CPI number bandied about in the mainstream media was the 5.5% year on year increase. The consensus was for a 5% gain. It was the biggest yearly jump in the CPI since August 2008. Core CPI that strips out the more volatile food and energy prices rose 4.5% year over year. This also blew away projections for a 3.8% rise. It was the sharpest upward move in core CPI since September 1991. On a monthly basis, core prices also rose 0.9% against estimates of 05 So not only did all of these numbers come in higher than expectations, they came in above the upper range of expectations. Looking back over the year, consumer prices have gone up more than expected every single month. The CPI in January was up 0.3%, it was up 0.4% in February, it rose 0.6% in March, 0.8% in April, and 0.6% in May. So we had that little bitty tick down in May, and some people were thinking, "Oh, maybe this is starting the downward trend but then we got the 0.9% for June. If you add up the CPI gains through the first half of the year, the inflation rate comes to 3.6%. You will note that is just a tad above the 2% Fed target. If we simply duplicate this trend through the second half of the year, we're looking at CPI of over 7%. Now, sometimes you'll hear people claim that inflation really isn't that big of a deal because wages rise also. So, you know, it kind of balances out in the wash. And in the long term, I guess it does. But right now, you're getting hosed. According to the Labor Department, the big hike in prices translated to a decrease in real wages. Real average hourly earnings fell 0.5% in June, as the 0.9% CPI increase more than wiped out the 0.3% rise in average hourly earnings. So in other words, you can't buy as much stuff this month as you could last month. As I said, you're getting hosed. CPI wasn't the only inflation data that came in hotter than expected. Producer prices charted the biggest gain in over 10 years. Year-on-year, the producer price index surged 7.3% last month. That was the biggest year-on-year rise since November 2010 and followed a 6.6% advance in May. Month-on-month, PPI was up a full 1% against expectations of a 0.6% gain. Now, to hear Powell tell it, these price increases are transitory, right? So at some point, we should see the consumer price index start coming down, right? The increases should slow. But if the producer prices are telling us anything, it's that there's a pretty good chance consumer prices may actually accelerate even faster as we move toward the end of the year. Because at some point, the producers are likely going to throw in the towel and pass these higher costs onto the consumer. There's a 1.8% gap between producer and consumer prices right now. So it's not unreasonable to expect we could have 10% CPI by the time we get into December. Here's a final interesting tidbit on rising prices. According to the National Federation of Independent Business, 47% of small businesses raised average selling prices in June. That's the highest since 1981. So we're seeing inflation numbers that look a lot like the 1970s, and in fact, it might even be worse. You'll recall in a past episode, I talked about how the government changed the CPI calculation back in the 1990s. They claimed that the old way overstated inflation. So if we were using the formula they used in the 1970s, we'd be seeing even bigger numbers today. And here's another reason to think that this inflation business might not be so transitory after all. Financial analyst Wolf Richter said that this transitory inflation is actually turning into an inflationary spiral. He acknowledges that you can pin some of the price increases on supply issues and the sudden spike in demand as economies have opened up post-pandemic, but the rising prices are cascading from product to product and service to service, creating inflation expectations that will eventually get baked into the economy. I'll link to an article in the show notes page that digs a little bit deeper into this whole idea. So how did the markets react to this news? Well, pretty much the opposite of what you would expect. Gold initially sold off on the CPI data. It dropped about 10 bucks almost immediately. Now, it did recoup its losses later in the day and we're actually trading at about 18.20 an ounce right now, but the yellow metal certainly doesn't reflect expectations of persistent inflationary pressures. Meanwhile, the dollar charted its best daily percentage gain in nearly a month after we got hot inflation data. Now think about that for a moment. If the dollar is losing value, the logical reaction would be to sell dollars, right? But people bought dollars. And if you're talking about higher inflation, you would expect gold to go way up, right? But it went down. So on the news of higher than expected inflation, investors sold an inflation hedge, gold, and bought dollars. It doesn't make sense at all at least not on the surface. But it does make sense given the market psychology because pretty much everybody still believes the Fed is going to see the light, step in, and fight the inflation dragon. Tighter monetary policy is a signal for currency traders to buy dollars, and tighter monetary policy is generally considered a negative for gold. So the markets see this inflation. They don't really think it's transitory, but they do think the Fed can and will successfully fight it. Yeah, we might see some slowing of the economy. That's why stocks sold off. But, you know, overall, it's all going to be fine. The crazy thing is it seems like the mainstream thinks the Fed can maybe taper its bond buying a bit and, you know, maybe push rates 50 or 100 basis points up. And that will stop inflation in its tracks. This is absurd. Let's say by year end we have 7% inflation, just doubling what we've seen in the first six months of the year. So interest rates would still be at zero. That means the real interest rate would be minus 7%. In order to get real rates positive, the Fed would have to push rates up to 8 maybe 9%, right? Do you know the last time interest rates were at 8%? July 1990. So if this is really 1970s level inflation, it's going to take a lot more than a 50 basis point rate hike to deal with it. Do you remember how high Paul Volcker took rates before he finally tamed inflation in the early 80s? 20%. I'm not altogether certain that this economy could handle 1% interest rates given all of the debt in the economy. And one thing I can tell you for sure is not transitory is the government borrowing and spending. We got the June budget deficit numbers this week. The budget shortfall was really big again. Despite increased tax revenue flowing into the Treasury with tax day being later this year and an improving economy, the deficit was $174.16 billion. Uncle Sam spent over $600 billion in June. That's over half a trillion dollars spent in just one month. The total spending for fiscal 2021 stands at 5. $29 trillion with three months left to go. And of course, Biden wants to spend more money, so more debt, and the Fed is going to tighten? Yeah? No. So really, Powell's story is all the Fed has going for it. So he's sticking to it for all he's worth. Powell was up on Capitol Hill this week spinning his yarn. Despite all of the data that came out just the day before, Powell continued to insist inflation is, say it with me, transitory. Now, he did concede that inflation has increased notably. You think? It's been higher than projected every single month this year. Powell said the prices will likely remain elevated in the coming months before moderating. More significantly, Powell once again said it's too early to talk about tightening monetary policy. Although the economy has made progress, the Fed's benchmark of substantial further progress remains, quote, a ways off. He said, our strong guidance on interest rates and on our balance sheet will ensure that monetary policy will continue to deliver powerful support to the economy until the recovery is complete. Now, when asked what he means by substantial further progress in employment, Powell showed his hand. He basically admitted this is all BS when he said, it's a very difficult thing to be precise about. In other words, I'm not going to put any measurable criteria on this because I don't want to be held to it because it really doesn't matter because we can't do crap about it anyway. Powell went on to explain, quote, it really is a very broad range of things, but he did promise the Fed, quote, will provide lots of notice before it considers tightening policy. The Fed chair also reassured the committee that if high inflation persisted and was threatening to uproot inflation expectations, we would absolutely change our policy as appropriate. But Powell gave no indication of just how long inflation has to be, quote, persistent before it's no longer transitory or how high it actually needs to go before the Fed does something. The central bank has indicated it's comfortable letting inflation run, quote, moderately above its 2% target for, quote, some time. Representative Anthony Gonzalez actually asked Powell, how long is some time? The best answer Powell could come up with is, It depends. He said, right now, inflation is well above 2%. The question for the Federal Open Market Committee will be where does this leave us in six months? Yes, Jerome, that's the question. What is the answer? You know, he's answering a question with a question. Well, the thing is, there isn't an answer. And and that's the key. The real takeaway here, and it's important to remember this Powell is all talk, talk, talk. Meanwhile, the Fed isn't doing anything. Rates are at zero. Bond buying continues unabated just like it did as the pandemic was beginning. The extraordinary inflationary monetary policy is rolling right along, even as CPI runs hotter and hotter and hotter. Where will inflation actually be by the time the Fed caves and admits that this isn't transitory? You know, that's a pretty chilling thing to think about. So Powell is going to stick to his story as long as he possibly can. He's really got no choice. He can't do what it would take to actually fight inflation. Again, it would require interest rate hikes and monetary tightening that would crush whatever economic recovery that we've had. It would plunge us into a recession. I mean, quite frankly, the economy needs a recession to cleanse out all of the malinvestments and misallocations, but nobody wants to take that bitter medicine. So, as I said, at this point, the story is all Powell has got. So, are you ready for all of this? I really hope you're not following the crowd selling gold and buying dollars. If you want some alternative advice, some different options, I highly recommend talking to a shift gold precious metal specialist today. Just call one eight 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 gold 160 or you can email them at info at shiftgold.com. These guys are fantastic. They will look at your individual situation, your goals, your portfolio, and help you see how precious metals can help preserve your wealth in uh, this inflationary environment, or if the Fed actually does do something about it, the economic recession that would almost certainly follow. So, that is a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more. And keep up with, with the uh, latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week over at shiftgold.com slash news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes or on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. Uh, we're also on Stitcher. Uh, you'll find links to all of this stuff. Over on the show notes page. I appreciate you listening to the show. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and I'll talk to you next time.